Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. This time, we're heading back to Camp Pleasant for season two of Killer Camp. Back to Camp Pleasant for episode four of Killer Camp, where we're reminded very early on of the departures of Sean, Basil, Jordan, and in the last episode, Lexi. I know what you're thinking. Normally, I've got some mad preamble about the sound or the availability of the episode, but this time we're going straight in which is what I was going to say until I realised that Kaylee isn't spelt the traditional spelling of Kaylee. So perhaps Callie was what Bobby said. When in the last episode, I was like, is it Kelly, Kaylee? Because Bobby called her Kelly or it sounded like that initially. Anyway, I think she's called Kaylee. And for the purposes of us recording, I'm always going to be calling her Kaylee. So we're just changing people's names now, are we? Uh, Yeah, basically. I mean, the other thing that I should point out is that SJ, we haven't called him Super Jesus since episode one. And I still believe that at one point in this whole series, he's going to walk on water. I'm surprised he hasn't yet, you know, in the in the lake challenges. There's enough water challenges. You say lake challenges like it's exclusive. Every challenge is in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless unless it's in that little field just outside the dorm room. Unless it's, it's in the lake. Throwing an axe, a spear, um, an arrow or anything, then it's going to, go, it's going to be a bait swimming. So, yeah, as I say, Lexi left in the last episode as a result of Clyde and Gabe's tactical voting. And we see them talking about it as this episode starts where the other one left off. They'd all returned from the campfire and now we're talking about what went down in their small groups. Clyde is playing up to it by talking with a broken voice and acting as though he gives a shit. And Valentina actually said something that really caught me off guard. She said, I can't believe I threw her in at the deep end. I should have never said her name. But Valentina voted for Syra. So Oh, she getting she getting mixed up then. Yeah. In the words of Valentina, can you make it make sense? <laughs> can you make it make sense? I had no idea why she I'm sure, didn't she? We reflected on that, the fact that she said Syra around the campfire. Yeah, but is that maybe because she's hinting at other people it could be her? Yeah, it might be that she said Lexi's name not around the campfire but yeah. to other people. Yeah. Which again is sus. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I've got something that Clyde says quite... I want to call him Clive. I don't know why. It's unnatural for me to say Clyde. Something that Clyde said quite early on in the episode. Yeah. Is, I hate that she's dead. (laughs) Which I think is just a brilliant quote. (laughs) I'll try and find it. She's dead. Okay, yeah. I, I, I hate that she's dead. Strangely, they had night vision cameras switched on, even though the lights were still on. But we hear them all talking at bedtime and there's a bit of tension between Kaylee, who's just arrived, since she has an opinion on what's gone down, despite not knowing the other campers' relationships. Valentina's particularly annoyed with Kaylee and Gabe gives us another great quote. So I'm do and I'm not saying it because I don't know what the word was, but we can assume it rhymes with blunt, right? Yeah, I had to watch it twice to make sure. <laughs> Same. That's the only thing that makes sense in that sentence. Yeah, right. It's, it's got to be. And, and once again, I think this is why I don't mind Gabe, because he's completely honest about being a douchebag, in his own words, you know? As we see the lights go out, we know what's coming next. Bruce enters and scares them all to death. Once again, we see SJ's theatrics as he launches himself. I love it. Head. I love it. I, I would love to just be in a room with SJ and like with an air horn. <laughs> Just yeah. see how far he yeah. jumps out the window or something. 
Jesus. Super Jesus. Yeah, super Jesus. <laughs> but this is um that that is after Valentina sort of says to Kayla that she can't weigh in on any conversation because yeah. she hasn't been there long enough. Yeah, which, which I sort of get in one instance, but also she can say what she wants. And also she's been there one day and the others have been there three days. It's not yeah. like this is like a two-year Week, relationship yeah, and you've met in. someone a week ago, you know? As we see campers preparing for the next day, Clyde is in the counsellor's office saying, the killer is doing a really good job, but I'm not the killer and I don't see how the clues apply to me. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'd be saying if I was the killer. Is, but you've said it like that, but I'm sure that when I listen to it, it was like he's backtracking massively in the middle of a sentence. He's like, oh, the killer's doing an amazing job, but it's not me. <laughs> so, well, Whoever the killer is, is doing an amazing job, and I'm simply not the killer, and I don't see how these clues apply to me, really. And just on, on the arrogance, I think that he's the sort of person that would say that he was doing an awesome job to the camera. That, it, no, that's exactly what I thought. The way I, the way I heard that, where he's like, the killer's doing a really great job, and I'm thinking... You, picking yourself up. You're doing that because it's you. It's a yeah. proper Michael Scott sort of thing to do, yeah. isn't it? I, oh, whoever whoever did that, it must be amazing. Wink. <laughs> but it's not me. So uh, Super Jesus and Kaylee chat about Gabe's comments the night before. And Kaylee's right. Gabe's words were a bit strong, considering this is a brand new campmate <laughs> and he's calling her up. Yeah, but it's how he plays it off. He's like, oh, it's all banter. <laughs> yeah, all banter. Well, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> did make me laugh. It's all a bit of banter. And he mentions the Bride of Chucky and Umpa Lumpa comments again. We do need to keep our ear out for any other film references. from. There Gabe isn't any. There probably won't be. We've said this before. So Gabe, Valentina and, and Clyde have got this little alliance. And for me, I I know we, we get the ending of this one. So, so something happens at the end of this. But I'd love to see them all picked off before the end of this. None of them in the final. Because they've got this little, little mm-hmm. group going on. And by the end of the series, it'd be great if they're all gone. Because they're, like, they're playing the game well, admittedly, but none of them deserve the, the money, killer or not. One thing I noticed at this point, actually, before any of the tasks started, was did you notice um, SJ's hair? Because normally it's like in a loose ponytail, or sort of no, loose or or tied up in a ponytail. Hmm. But he had these awesome plaits going on. It's like, you know, when Snoop Dogg used to plait his hair. Yeah, but did, I, I was going to mention this later, weirdly, but there's a point where um, uh, Jada is talking to SJ. Yeah. It's quite later on in the episode. And just, he, he, I think he's talking, and you just see a hand come out from the like the corner of the screen and start stroking his hair. <laughs> like Jada just couldn't resist. She'd been sat there for 10 minutes just trying to, she's looked, trying to hold like, on. And she's like, right, no, I'm, I'm going to have to touch it. I'm going in. <laughs> but he doesn't even react. So he, he just carries on talking while she's just touching his he hair. He probably has a lot of people touching his hair all of the time, you know? It's, it is fantastic hair. We get the theme from Twin Peaks. Yes! Yeah, Mike, I'm so, so happy that you picked that up. <laughs> I've got it in capital letters on my notes. So we hear it playing along nicely until it's interrupted by Bruce shooting a plastic duck with a shotgun, followed by Bobby calling campers on the tannoy down to the lake for the cash game. This time they're already in their wetsuits, so I don't really get the editing of this show. I don't know why sometimes they get them in bikinis and shorts, other times they're already in wetsuits. Anyway, they head down to the lake and they're going to play Release the Quacken, where they need to fish out rubber ducks from a hoop in the middle of the lake 
paddle under a limbo pole, ring Bobby's bell and pass through a gate in an attempt to win a total of $4,250. As Bobby reminds them of killing an innocent campmate last night, we see Clyde rubbing his head. It's such bad acting. Like Bobby's like, oh yeah, you lost someone last night. And then Clyde's giving it the, everyone else is just sort of emotionless, really. Bobby's paired up the paddle boarders with Valentina and Kaylee being on the same board. This this is all like on purpose. A hundred percent. The way they set these guys up is fantastic. Bobby goes on another one of his random rants about his mother getting weirder and weirder each week. Incredibly, the ducks have different values and Bobby reels them off quicker than anyone can keep up. White ducks with red hearts are worth $5. Red ones with white hearts are $150. Blue ones $50. The tattooed duck $115. Red duck $300. Yellow duck $125. Giant orange duck $150. And the green ones are half of that. The only thing I picked up on was that the white duck with the red hearts was only worth $5, whereas the solid red duck was worth 300 and anything else in between was... Well, I think it seems like he, the way he, he, he lists them, it increases in value. But it's not. <laughs> but but it's... Isn't it? But then at the no. but the last one is like seventy five dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. So it is. It's it's like it's like oh, this is worth this. This is worth that. It's like five, then ten, then twenty five, then fifty, then one hundred and fifty, then three hundred, and one's and, worth seventy five less than that. And you're like, what did you just say? I'm thinking maybe that he's done that because he's saying it's so quick that when people get out there, they're like, well, what's the last color? Do you know what I mean green? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely done on purpose. Yeah, it was yeah. excellent. So Gabe and Lindy go first. Doesn't seem like they get very long, but they managed to get $765 with their ducks. They absolutely smashed it like, out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next to go are Clyde and Jada. And what I've got here is see where Clyde had his hands when they were in the counsellor's office. Why did I put that? Because he's like wrapped right round her. You're right. It's because they're sat and they're, yeah, he's got his arms right round her. He can't, he can't he's help like, himself. Yeah, can absolutely he? right. That's it. It's because they're both sat talking together. In the, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. He's, um, yeah, the position of his hands, that is funny. <laughs> Jada isn't great at maintaining her balance. Sabotage or just not very athletic, but it doesn't help Clyde's case regardless. I don't think they actually bring anything back, do they? No, they don't. Bella and SJ go next. They only pick one duck. For $250. I don't know why they only went with one duck. And then Kaylee and Valentina, fair play, don't necessarily get on, but $875. So in fact, they, they got the most. The, 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 sorry, carry on, before we get to Syrah. Yeah. And I might just be, it might just be what some, something that like in my head is completely different. Um, but on the way back, Valentina, she obviously wants to paddle like quicker. Yeah. But she says harder, harder, harder. Right, but so quick that it reminds me of um, Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's doing that like baseball chant when he's like, "Oh, so it's wing, wing better." <laughs> but if you listen to it, it's like harder, 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 harder. <laughs> so wing better, <laughs> mate. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Just, maybe just find it and just see if it just actually <laughs> makes sense. But in my head, that's all I could hear. I even ring around that bit and thought. What did she say? Hada, 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 hada. <laughs> oh, man. It's brilliant. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, bada, hada, hada, so we bada. Next, Syrah and Mora. Well, they just make a complete hash of it, don't they? Manage to get one duck, but don't even get back quick enough. And that's obviously hugely sus. 
more sus than Clyde and Jada's attempt, to be fair, because Jada wasn't very good at balancing. But only taking one duck and not making it, it nah, Syrah Mora. Syrah's sus, I'm saying Syrah's sus. Yeah, I think, I think both of those two are, to be fair. Anyway, by the end of it, campers managed to bring back just shy of $1,900. However, it does mean the killer took almost $2,400. At the end, they break off into their groups, one on the jetty and one on the hot tub. Or in the hot tub, I should say. I didn't know they had a hot tub. I appreciate we've seen it in one of the death scenes, like either earlier in this series or in the last series, there was a hot tub, but I didn't know they had one to access, you know, just outside. This is it. Their downtime must be pretty good. They're just living it up, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, suspicions are roused over Maura and Syrah, but Jada is playing the game well too. She's suggesting that Clyde might be sabotaging because Jada was the one that, kept falling off but mm-hmm. she's very much like he wasn't necessarily supporting the board when I was trying to get on yeah that's what I thought was weird. I mean there's one thing if you physically can't stand up or because other people were standing up weren't they you know what I mean other people were doing it that way yeah of getting and you know the fact that she put the blame on the fact um that Clyde didn't listen to her recommendation of how to get the, the yeah. ducks I think yeah it's a bit so either either that's true and Clyde is the killer or she's doing that because she knows that that'll encourage people to vote for Clyde. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When Bella suggests it's Clyde, I had to go back and listen to it several times and I'll cut the audio in because I'm sure she's saying, oh, I I think it's God. (laughs) She doesn't. She says Clyde. It's just the way I heard it. I was like, she just says she thinks it's God doing this work. It's definitely not. It's definitely a killer. But I just think it could also be Clyde. And Maura believes that she's getting framed, which is interesting. Is that a genuine reaction or is she just a, a good actress? And not a lot of them are convinced. Valentina certainly isn't buying the fact that Maura's, you know, that cut up about it. Mm-hmm. Bobby tells them it's time to stop being friends and stab each other in the back. They love a good throw-in immunity challenge, don't they? I got that wrong anyway, because he's, in fact, he said, it's time to stop being friends and stab each other with spears. Um, because, yeah, they've got to go and play the immunity challenge. I thought, again, that they were heading to the lake because they show us a, like a, a wider angle shot of the lake. But no, they're just going just outside those windows of the bedrooms. Or, a little green. Yeah, to play Spear and Lovin, where we see cutouts of all 10 campmates pinned to a bunch of hay bales. So campmates need to spear those who they don't want to see get immunity. Not a particularly tough challenge, just keep throwing until one campmate is left. However, it does cause friction within the camp, as by taking someone out, it means they can no longer get immunity at tonight's elimination. Although, as always, the person left standing will get immunity for one other person. This is quite interesting. Well, first off, I thought these games, it's it's a good game, but the whole point, I, I think the game is better when they start missing. And assume there's only one person that misses. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's all about, you know, if you miss, then people have got the chance to get you back or it changes the dynamic slightly. But if you're hitting, if everyone goes up there and hits their target straight away, then it's just a... And and also if you miss and you hit someone else because you're aiming for one. Exactly, it, yeah. The targets should have been smaller and closer together, perhaps. And, and maybe further away. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's only more that misses. Yeah, compare how easy this is compared to that one, the cash challenge the other day where they had to throw those mm. bolas over the uh, yeah. 
and they just missed every time. But imagine if you said, "I said right, sorry, Mike, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to try and spear you," and then I miss, and then it's your go after. Yeah, and I was already thinking about going for Clyde, but suddenly, hold on a minute, you just threw one at me, so I'm gonna get exactly. right back in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think for me in this situation, Clive, Clive, Clive. <laughs> oh, I've got your bug. Um, Clyde would be my only focus. I'd be throwing a spear right at him. And then I'd start aiming for his cutout afterwards as well. <laughs> Even Bobby says that the game was better when they were allowed to just throw spears at each other's faces. Lindy steps up first. She says that Kaylee is the at least risk tonight, so takes aim and hits her in the face. I think she's right. I think in that situation, you've got someone brand new to the group. Go for them because, one, you haven't got any form of friendship, relationship, allegiance with them or anything like that. Yeah. Good choice if you're going first in this challenge because you're setting the tone, aren't you? You're the one saying, and she took the easy way out by choosing Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, Kaylee can't really complain about that either or anything. Nah. Gabe says he's going for Jada as she's not at risk and wouldn't be on the killer's radar, which I, I'm i not sure that's the case. Like, I don't think that, that stands as an excuse. I think mm-hmm. you're going for Jada because you just don't know who else to go for. Yeah, um, they're not really going to kick up a fuss where the others will. Yeah, perhaps she's you're probably, less you're, likely. You're gonna, yeah, you're going you're gonna to ruin more relationships going for someone else. Yeah, true. Anyway, he takes aim and wipes her out. Valentina steps up next and goes for Lindy, saying it's not personal. And Bobby's response is brilliant. He's like, well, it is personal. She's a person. <laughs> and you're going to eliminate or prevent her from getting immunity. Anyway, we don't see Bobby putting a red X through Lindy's picture, which I thought initially meant that it didn't count. Is she only hit her in the arm? But anyway, we find out later on that she has been wiped out. SJ goes for Gabe, saying that he's not likely to get immunity from him. And he's right. And G- Gabe claims to be upset. And he, I guess he just wants to be loved by everyone. Yeah, but when you're playing the game that hard, you're going to be like in the forefront of everyone's mind. As yeah, well, you, you've got to put up with that. You know, yeah. you've just got to accept you're not going to be the most favoured person. And Gabe's a real strong character. So for you to have any chance of if Gabe's getting to the final there's a very good chance that he could win Mm -hmm. but if you wipe him out early then it gives more of a chance to those that you know maybe aren't as as vocal or or you know don't don't run away with the show quite like Gabe does anyway SJ hits Gabe in the face and Gabe can no longer get immunity and I'm surprised I mean at this point no one has gone for Clyde but then up steps Syra Clyde's surprised by her choice saying he can't wrap his head around it and she then says that it's because Gabe and Clyde have this thing going on. And respect, I, I like Syrah for this. She takes her throw and hits him right in the chest and, and Clyde's eliminated, which made the episode for me. Actually, I, I was really glad mm-hmm. because if, if it had gone to Clyde, Valentina or Gabe at this point, I'd have been, I'd have been fuming. Uh, Jada goes uh, next and takes aim on Syrah. Clyde wipes out Maura. Kaylee takes out Bella. And Bella gets a bit emotional, but says she's fine. And then because she says fine so much, Bobby sprays that on. I think that's that's absolutely brilliant. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Yep. It's fine. Every time you say fine, it makes me think less fine. You say fine a lot. And do you think that's do you think that's Bobby just taking initiative or do you think that's like a whisper in his ear? Where uh No, no, I think I think a lot of it is him just just reacting to the situation. Yeah, definitely. Maura doesn't exactly step up, but she skips up to the plate. She has to pick between SJ and Valentina, who are the only two faces left on the board. And this whole thing just wound me up. 
So Mora asks them to plead their case. And SJ says, I'll give you immunity, you know, straight away. Valentina says she already has a pact with someone, but then has to decide between yeah, so Abe that's, and Clyde. That's, that's a no-brainer. Oh, like, uh, and, fair, and fair play to like what did you? I don't. I did you didn't say that she skipped into the ring? Yeah, it's, yeah, did yeah. She skipped her way in. So yeah. she actually. That's why I've got my notes. She she skipped her way to the ring. Then S, obviously SJ saying he's got no allegiance. So yeah, he'll give yeah. you he'll give you immunity. And then yeah, Valentina saying that you know she's got to keep her word and she's already sort of promised promised someone. So instantly you know who you're choosing. Yeah, SJ straight away. Because in even like Valentina cannot be annoyed at that either. No, and you know, fair play, Valentina for sort of sticking with it and not trying to screw someone else over or, or you know, or, or sort of yeah, and selling yeah, herself and, out. And and fair play, Valentina says, I right, you know, I'll I'll I would have picked um, Gabe, even though she recognizes that would piss Clyde off. But despite SJ offering immunity, Mora picks Valentina yeah, to what say, is that about? which is insane. Absolutely insane. Even Bobby calls her out. It's such weird behaviour. And for me, this this was the change. Like, I've been so focused on Clyde. But this, for me, it was such weird behaviour by Mora. There's no rhyme or reason why you would do this. I do not understand why you would not get yourself immunity. I still don't get it, no. No, I I really don't. There's no logical explanation. Because if, if, she was, if she's the killer... Why would you want to keep Valentina? Why would you? Why would you like? Yeah, even it. Well, that's 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 the only thing I can think is that she is the killer and she's keeping Valentina because by doing that, it causes more. It, it gives you a better show. It's almost like she's been told by producers, right? Do this. Even her miss, mate. So Clyde calls it out later on, saying that she was a javelin thrower. If that's the case, then why was her throw? So terrible. Like, Every she... single other person manages to hit those hay bales the first time. She's a javelin thrower and completely misses the target. What it means is that Bella is up next. And once again, she offers the chance to open an immunity pact. Mm-hmm. And SJ again says, yep, I'll give you immunity. And she takes aim and wipes out Valentina. So SJ wins the immunity. Fantastic. And fair play sticks to his word and gives Bella immunity too. Yeah, I you know I was, there was a little bit. I was worried a little bit that he wasn't going to do it, but fair play to him. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it, and if he hadn't, then that'd have been funny. It would have been good for the yeah, show. Yeah, but equally, um, no, fair play that he did. I think now at this point, I hate Valentina more than I hate any of them because she starts asking why Bella would need immunity and saying it doesn't make sense. This is, well, this is it, Wait. and like I've even got it in my notes is. Of course she wants immunity. I would want immunity. I'd always yeah. want immunity. If I, was, I, if I was there and there's no threat of me going, so what? I still want immunity. You still want immunity. And that's what, like, as if as if Bella would ever turn around and go, oh, yeah, go on then, Valentina. You and Clyde or, or you and Gabe get immunity and I'll just risk Take the risk. Off. Yeah, no. Because even if it's only a small risk, and let's be honest, if you were the killer, imagine, imagine in this situation, you were the killer and Bella's just done that. I'd be thinking... I'm just going to teach you a lesson now. Mm. I'm going to... Of course Bella's going to pick. She absolutely made the right decision. Valentina just chatting shit. She wound me up so much in this episode that the ending, I was... I was so pleased. Like, it, it got to a point where, unlike every other episode, I'm like, yeah, who goes, who goes. That's that's fine. In this episode, I was so... It took me... It genuinely took me back to the days of Murder in Small Town X when... What was her name? 
um, that kept the cockroach. They called her the cockroach because she kept coming back. Um, um, Kristen? Kristen, yeah, that's it, Kristen. So Kristen, just every time she was up for elimination, kept walking back, kept walking back, kept walking back. And it frustrated me no end. And at this point in the series, of, or certainly this point in the episode, I was like, if Valentina doesn't go, I'm going to be as angry as I was when Kristen got inserted. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what about Do the Bella? Have you seen that? The little uh, celebration? No. You missed <laughs> I that? didn't pick that up at all. Yeah. How does it go? I'm not I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's something like, I don't know, it's like some sort of clap dance. Uh, okay, so there's a, uh, all right. Once it's all done, we see Clyde and Valentina chatting, and Valentina wants to give Clyde an explanation to why she picked Gabe for immunity. She chats utter shit, saying that if she wasn't asked by Maura, she'd have chosen Clyde. But once she was asked, she chose Gabe. Shut up. Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. What, so because you were asked, you changed your mind? Like, no, come on. Clyde, again, is real smooth talking. Oh, I love that about you. He's such a creep, man. Such a creep. But Valentina reciprocates by saying, I find your intelligence attractive or some shit. Kill them both tonight. Just just get... I was I was sat there at this point, just like, just get rid of them both. I mean, like, send them both on their journey. Like a surprise murder. Sack them both off. It's double It's double kill next week. If, if she was going to be still in it, then get rid. Honestly. Ugh. So we head into the night and Gabe and Lindy are getting closer despite yeah. him describing her as Bride of Chucky. And one of Gabe's quotes. Oh no, was it? It might have been Lindy, actually. I'm not going to lie. You do have good thumbs. <laughs> I don't know which of them said it to the other, but they were talking about massage. I'm not going to lie. You do have good thumbs. What a chat up line. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Have you got good thumbs, Jase? We've got amazing thumbs. So. <laughs> you massage mine. Let's not get that to Man, Best massage you've ever gotten, by the way. Best, yeah, I'm best not going to lie. you got some good thumbs. There's definitely a vibe between them, according to other campmates. And that seems like word of the series, doesn't it? A vibe. I hear it quite a lot. That's SJ's word, isn't it? And, yeah. Are they making friendship bracelets, I asked. And then that was confirmed by Bobby saying, put down your friendship bracelets but yeah that's a nice nice thing to do in camp pleasant isn't it you know is it almost like right you've not got a tv you've not got contacts you've not got phones and stuff you can't talk to the outside world but we've provided you with some arts and crafts that we picked up from the works yeah, but, but there's also a hot tub <laughs> yeah yeah and a massive lake you know what else you need hot tub lake and friendship bracelets it's the uh it's all the site you know and it's murder season <laughs> yeah jeez mate anyway Bobby calls them down to the campfire as it's time for one of them to die. And I'm expecting, you know, Clyde, Gable, Valentina this time to get eliminated. And, and SJ says the same as well. Down at the lake, Bobby asks them how they're doing and reminds them of how they, they got it wrong with Lexi in the last episode. They're also reminded that the killer is currently killing it with a much bigger prize pot. And it's way big. I, I, I think it's way better to be the killer in this show than just a random campmate. Yeah, I keep I keep thinking like, how easy is it to get caught as the killer? It's, it's quite hard, isn't it? As long as you yeah. just pretend you're not, because you just got to carry on as normal, really. Yeah, because let's be honest, there were so many people that didn't contribute to the cash building challenge last time. And like, that, you know, you can sabotage the um, the challenges to get more money. But ultimately, the contestants do that themselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. You, yeah. you can get away with it so easily, I think. Because what are they doing? Just providing sort of two names at the end of the day. I, d I think the killer provides one 
and then the producers provide the other or something along those lines. Yeah, maybe. When asked who they think the killer is, no one speaks. Bobby asks Maura directly, who suggests she still thinks it's Clyde. Clyde responds by calling her out on the immunity challenge, which, absolutely right. And this is where he mentions that she does javelin in high school. And I, we'll get on to who we think the killer is, but Clyde and, and Maura are the two weirdest when it comes to their behaviour mm-hmm. and reactions to stuff. Anyway, it's dance recital night, and the killer has chosen Gabe and Valentina to go to the theatre. And this is spicy that the two biggest personalities in camp, without a doubt, you know, Clyde's up there, but Gabe and Valentina are the two, yeah, the two power players, as it were. And to think, mate, if that spear thrown by Mora had connected, these two would have got an immunity just hours before. But th- yeah, I know that, that. Yeah, that just makes me think like it's a bit. It's almost played out perfectly for the producers, hasn't mm. it? Yeah. Valentina saying she doesn't blame SJ for taking immunity. What smack is she talking now? <laughs> like, smack. Yeah, well, she then turns to Bella and says, you took it knowing you don't deserve it. Fuck off. Yeah, like, I take it every time. This was another turning point. Like for me, I thought, you know, you've got your last words, but you're going to throw it at someone for taking immunity. Fuck right but off. For someone that's just going to progress there. Like, if I if I was Bella, I'd have just gone, I hope you fucking die, love. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Valentina really showed her true colours, and I've put that. I hope Future Mike can deliver some good news once we hear Bobby's scary story, which goes a bit like this. You can't have a campfire without a scary story, right? Right? I've got one for you. Once upon a night. Two young campers went for a walk in a dark wood. It was actually pretty chilling. There were hoots, cracks, flaps. Were they being followed? They came to a sign that forced them to split up. Now alone, the campers started to panic. Who would find the camp dance recital? Was it Gabe? Or was it Valentina? Gabe? Valentina? Gabe? Valentina? One of them was delighted when they came across the Camp Pleasant Forest Theater. Established 1978. In the breeze, they could hear a young Bobby's tap dancing recital. Could he have gone pro if he didn't blow out his big toe? Yes, he could. There was a music box sitting on a table. They opened it. Tiny ballerina sprung up, modeled after Bobby's first love, Mummy. Music started to play. It stirred something in the camper. They immediately felt the power of performance sweep over them. They started dancing. For the first time, for the last time, they were taken by the music. A rhapsody in the night. In the trees, 
Bruce watched on, crossbow in hand. Taking aim, about to shoot, when he stops. The bow drops from his hand. Bruce erupted from the trees, bearing down on the camper. They recoiled in fear. But Bruce raised his hands. He came in peace. The two came together and started dancing. A beautiful mingling of two bodies united in motion. Suddenly, the two of them launched into a crazy TikTok dance. left holding two arm stumps, blood spurting from them like a strip mall water fountain. Bruce was pelted with roses. They like him. They really like him. They go for a walk. Valentina clinging to Gabe's arm. They go their separate ways. Bobby draws it out for a while, well, for a while before we see who ends up meeting their fate. And thankfully, it's Valentina. She goes onto a circular stage, sees a jewellery box with a little ballerina inside. Then turns into a, a ballerina. What what is going on? And and Bruce is about to kill her with a crossbow. And then he drops it, and I think, no shit, Bruce is actually like gonna save her, and that crossbow is gonna shoot out and and kill Gabe. And that, that would, would be have, good, wouldn't it? I would have been happy with that. But what happens next is the most insane thing. Is it is it more insane than a dick rocket? That's what we got to base this on. I no, it, it it's not, is it? Like this is the equivalent. This is where they the show jumps the shark. This is very much the. The Dick Rocket of season two, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's not as so far crude so far. Yeah, that's a very good point. But Bruce takes to the stage and dances with Valentina romantically, or you know, in a ballerina esque mm-hmm. or, or whatever. You know, quite close up initially, which then turns into, as Bobby describes, a TikTok dance. Before he then grabs her by the arms, spins around really fast. I honestly thought he was just going to let go, but no, her arms rip off halfway up at her elbows or on her wrists or something like that. She then flies and hits a tree. Bruce left with her two arm stumps as he's, you know, gets pelted with roses on the stage. 
My issue with this is that the corpse of Valentina would be... Is, is, that, is that the only issue? Is that the only issue you've got with the whole thing? Is it? <laughs> so about all the craziness you just said, my only issue with it is some quite shoddy uh, blood. Yeah. blood and no, uh, visual, visual effects. I think the other thing worries me is I spin my daughter around all the time. <laughs> N- never again. I, I, I'm really scared to do it now, just in case her arms rip off at yeah, Just in case you do a bruise. <laughs> Um, Gabe returns, which I'm glad about because by the end I hated Valentina. Um, and before the end, we find out that tomorrow is going to be DMD. Can you remember what DMD stands for? Double Murder Day. Double Murder Day. And we see a glimpse of next time where we see... <laughs> I'll cut the audio because after sus- being suspected by Mora, Bella says, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't quite know how she says it. What, in what context she says it, but the way she says it is perfect. Maura says something like, yeah, Bella's acting suspicious. She goes, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Absolutely great. I'm still, I, I'm, still, I'm still trying to recover from this murder. Well, this is, really. this is it. So we're, this is the end of the episode. We concluded the episode, but let's, let's talk about death scene because that was as far out as... I think I say it every... Like, I know the show is quite outlandish, um, but... They've got, I don't know, some of the kills they could do a lot better. And I think, it's, I think it's the inconsistency with the kills. Again, we go back to the Segway one. Very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's clever. You know, we had the, we had the killer from last season when he got like a, was it a car crash and got ripped out the window. Yeah, that was fantastic. We got you know? bludgeoned by a hammer. Yeah, even yeah, the hot yeah. tub one when they like turns the hot tub up. Fair, you know, I'll take that one. But, yeah, but these, like, when you set them up by going to play on a trampoline or going... I think it's because we're expecting the campmates to do something to lead to their death, which is all kinds of wrong. The segue was very much... It, it should be like, right, she just went on a segue. You know, there were segways, so you jumped on them. You don't know a razor wire is going to come out and mm. cut your head off. If you see a trampoline in the middle of the woods and you start jumping on it and then... It, no i'm not buying it what i would prefer to see and i i get you're absolutely right it's outlandish it's outrageous and the whole point is to be as extreme as possible but there are ways of doing it you only have to look at horror films to pick up some great ideas for kills the one i was thinking of and the the wire with the 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 severed neck is almost like is it 13 ghosts or is it ghost ship or something like that Ghost. So Ghost Ship is the one where they all get cut in half with the wire or the rope yeah. or whatever it is. 13 Ghosts. Is it like a pane of glass or something like that, which goes through someone's body and they slide down? Like, Yeah, I think so, yeah. So why can't we incorporate some of that stuff opposed to a ice cream parlor? Like even the tanning, even the tanning booth, I'll accept that because they're, in a, they're getting a nice tan and they then get sprayed with acid that i i accept it but when it comes down to oh we want you to go and eat this ice cream you're going to freeze and then we're going to smash your head off with a come on man yeah and i i know you could go even further and say the whole murder in small town x thing why don't they just send them in two directions and yeah. one of them gets chased through the woods and you know then yeah. then then there's a set piece of them falling onto a spike or something yeah, yeah. which which perfect because then we wouldn't know who came back until they come back to the campfire. Yeah, like, ha- like, like the campmates don't know, do they? 
But let's be honest with that with that the way the show is set up with that theater and the fact that one of them became a ballerina and I don't know quite whether or not Bobby's words were did he mention her you know Bruce dances no, with didn't. her or did he just say like dancer mm. but in that situation even being a campmate you can almost picture it can't you that Valentina's going to be the ballerina and that's yeah. not to say that, that that you know Gabe can't be a ballerina if he wants to but that if that was Gabe going to his death I think it would have been a different scene it would have been a different they would have chose something different rather than dressing him up in a lycra suit or a, yeah a yeah that was costume. like what you say that that, that was always going to be a death regardless of episode one or episode seven yeah, yeah. they've all got preset deaths already it, it feels like it but then is there a meaning maybe there's something personal around it does Valentina do ballet or does Basil really like ice cream it, it, is is Jordan a former trampoline gymnast? Just, you know, can't, just can't help himself to go into this tannin booth in the middle of the woods. <laughs> so yeah, let's wait and see, mate. If 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 Maura's not the killer and she gets a javelin through the head, then perhaps it is based on their. Um, I think hobbies. it's because I think what 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 because I know it's a it's, it's meant to be quite a funny show as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but when the tension is so high on one of these eliminations, and then it spoofs the, the kill you know what I mean and like it, I don't know I think it has more impact if the kill I'm not saying grizzly or anything you know I mean there has to be can be completely off screen as long as there's a bit of a chase through the woods or something yeah it makes the the elimination better and like you said like you mentioned the spike you know one of the one of the most intense scenes that I uh, it's it's one of those scenes that it's in a comedy and it's it's perfect for um, you know, in in Hot Fuzz, where that James Bond actor I can't remember his bloody name. Is it Timothy Dalton or someone yeah. like that? Where he gets the the spire of the church in the model village through his neck, isn't it? it goes up through his chin, and like there's, it's just fucking disgusting. And it's so out there compared to the rest of the film being really, you know, it, it's it's so sinister. And I think that's what they could focus on is that, like you say, falling onto a spike and seeing the fact, mate, the fact that they went to the effort of putting a dick rocket through someone's eye mm. means they could do this with something other than a dick rocket or a ballerina like a spinning around a ballerina i yeah i think maybe it's just the inconsistency of it you get one some good ones and some so outlandish it's i just... think maybe i think maybe for the last episode we need to rank the deaths we could Definitely. rank all the deaths in season 1 and season 2 in terms of like because like, don't get me wrong. You've got most memorable is this one and Dick Rocket. A hundred, like, oh, we've got four more or three. Or, we've got a few more to see. In fact, next episode we've got two to watch. So that'd be good. You watch and then the next episode there'll be one that's, that's like a a good one. I reckon. Yeah. Or do they go together and they they both get? But mate, again, right? Why? <laughs> it's disgusting. It's completely disgusting. But you've got two people in the next episode. Why isn't Bruce sewing them together like a human centipede type? <laughs> You know what I mean? There's like some absolute. This show could do it. They get away with it because it's again, mad. It's again though. I, sometimes I think the direction of the show, they get confused. Yeah. Because yeah, it is meant to be quite light-hearted in some aspects, but then they have a great set piece of SJ going into Bruce's house. To oh find yeah, clues. fantastic. Yeah. You know, but then that's never mentioned of again. Or that that isn't like they said before. Like Bruce come into the room and scaring them. Yeah. Like he should always be a presence. And there should always be a like a, you know, you don't don't poke the bear sort of mentality. Yeah. You know, and the fact they're going into his house or they have to 
you know, do something with Bruce or around Bruce, or they need to find something, or you know. Imagine, imagine like having Bruce in the toilet block, and that you go and stand at the urinal, or you push open the door, and Bruce is just sat there on the toilet yeah. when you're yeah. like, just constantly fuck with them, constantly. Alright, the class. You know they should they should be doing um they should be going to sleep after a night that Bruce has just come in, and then like. I don't know, two o'clock in the morning, something happens and they have to now do a game outside, like in the, at night in the woods, all of them. Yeah. You know, or something like that, rather Definitely. than, it's, I don't know. Dragging them out of their bed at three o'clock in the morning to, to take part in something as opposed yeah. to, yeah, yeah, just a structured, but I think it's one of those, we, we could talk all day about, you know, improvements and changes. And I think also like this episode just left me a little bit, you can tell the fact that, that, that I wouldn't say our mood is somber, but Compare it to the last episode, which was absolutely incredible. Last episode, you had all the backstabbing stuff. You had mm-hmm. the new campmate come. And this episode was just like, okay, so it's great to see Valentina go. I was I was pleased with that, especially as we saw her true colours this week. But it just left me, I think the whole, when it got to the, to the death scene. Um, don't get me wrong, we had some highlights. Mora, for example, missing and choosing Valentina instead of SJ on that board. Uh, that was mental but equally just following that death scene i was like i don't know like at what point you know the cw we've spoken about it before the cw took it off screen after episode two like even if they'd have kept it on do you think they'd have made it past this episode or do you reckon they'd have watched this and gone fuck me (laughs) yeah that's i don't know but maybe maybe they started to air it and whoever the commissioner was hadn't seen past episode two or three, and now they got to four and gone. We're pulling it now. We can't. We can't. Can't show this. <laughs> like I'm. I. I can't wait to watch. I really can't wait to watch the next episode. And it's one of those that you know I've got a lot to do. We've got to edit this one. We've got to watch and then record the next one. But I might just watch it asap and just watch it without typing it up. Just watch. Just get through the forty minutes just to see how it goes. Because at least then I can set my expectations when I type it up. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's just it just I don't know, it just dropped a little bit in in terms of my Now, as I say, I'm pleased I'm pleased that Valentina's gone. It does lead us to, you know, final questions. Who's the killer? I can't remember who I said last time. I think you said Syra, didn't you? Yeah, I I still think she's quite sus. Like she if she's playing a good game because in the in the challenge she wasn't wasn't yeah. that good, was she? But I let's let the the two obvious are Clyde and Mora, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, now, at this present time, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with that then. Syra? I, I, I will go, I'll go Syra and Mo, uh, Moira, I think. Yeah, my my sort of, my thoughts on Clyde have changed somewhat to Mora. So, yeah, I think it wouldn't surprise me if either of those two, Clyde or Mora. Too hard to say who's going to be killed next week in the DMD. But if you had any guesses, who's going next? Who's gonna Who's gonna leave? Um, well, I mean, it depends on who wins immunity and everything like that, doesn't it? But I would say I, I reckon they're gonna hit a killer. I think they're still uh, there's two killers. I think they hit a killer next week. Oh, interesting. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Clyde or, or, or Moira goes. Interesting. Um, I, I think they then might. I think someone like Jada would go. I was thinking some of the quieter ones, maybe Lindy and Jada or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing to reflect on then before we close, and it's noticeable about this season, and we had a good joke, didn't we, 
in season is it, one. Is it how fantastic SJ Terrors? I can reflect on that all day. But no, this is very much in episode no, sorry, in series season one, we commented or we reflected on the fact that the soundtrack was absolute killer. And we said that they're gonna run out of songs if they're not careful because mm-hmm. they're using all the classic 80s songs and it's banging. This series, uh, there are one or two good songs. The rest of it's a letdown. And it's almost like they've got onto the B side of, now that's what I call the 80s, because all the good songs were chosen and taken. Don't get me wrong, we had the, we had the, um, we had the theme, didn't we, from Twin Peaks, Peaks yeah. which, yeah, is good. It's not classic 80s, though. Yeah, it's like they've used all their songs up mm. in season one, and then they can't use them again. Yeah, strange, isn't it? But anyway, who's going to win it then? Who's gonna, you answered? Who's going to win it? Is it uh, because it's undisputed? Sj, look, I I want Sj to win it, but I don't think he's the killer. So I think if you think the killer's going to win it, so I I I think I don't think so. I no, think. I so what I think Mora, I think Mora and or Clyde are the killers, but I don't think they can win it because they're too obvious. And I think Sj, Sj can see through it quite a bit. I think I, I think. If the campers win it, how many campmates are going to win it? Is it going to be one, two, three? Don't know, but I would love. Yeah, I want SJ to win. If he like, as he's not the killer, but I, yeah, that's that's what if, it is. And then if he is the killer, then perfect if, game. If he is the killer, then even more perfect. That'd be an absolute fantastic end. Yeah, still really like Mora, but I just think she's the killer and she's being quite obvious about it. But we shall see. And if Bella's still listening, then I want Bella to win too. <laughs> And if Valentina's listening, well, I hope she isn't because I called her out quite a lot in this episode. Until next time, mate. Yeah. We'll be back with episode five next week. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Come and say hello on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam because Jam Presents was already taken. For more content like this, head over to jasonandmike.com. We'll be back next week with more Killer Camp. <laughs>